Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome back to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Baylin Leonard, and I am so excited about this week's episode. It's only a couple of months since we caught up with my guest today, but when you're the biggest star of country music, there's always something to talk about. Luke Combs really is a global artist. He has 11 million monthly listeners on Spotify, and half a million of them are here in the UK. He's a member of the Grand Ole Opry, of course, and a six-time CMA, three-time ACM three-time Billboard Music Award winner. So Luke is in the middle of a record-setting run. His last album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart as well as Billboard's Top Country Albums chart. He was the first artist ever to have their first two studio albums spend 25 weeks or more at number one on Billboard's Top Country Albums chart, breaking none other than Taylor Swift's previously held record at 24 weeks. Well, now he's released his next album, Growing Up, and I'm so pleased he wanted to talk to us about it at Absolute Radio Country. Like I say, it's only been a few months since we chatted before, and it was right before he made his headliner debut at C2C, but it was time for a catch-up. We talk about Ed Sheeran making a surprise appearance with him on stage at Country to Country. We look at his new album and the collaboration with Miranda Lambert, And I ask about, when can we finally expect that full UK tour? You're not going to want to miss this. I was at home in London, and Luke was in his man cave at home in Nashville. So here we go, the full interview with Luke Combs here on Country Music Talk Podcast. Enjoy. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. It's Absolute Radio Country. Very pleased to welcome back to the show, Mr. Luke Combs. Hello, Luke. Good to see you again. What's up, man? Likewise. Uh, So last time we spoke, right before C2C, and then the last time I saw you on stage at C2C, long awaited, uh, we talked about how excited you were to actually finally make it happen. Did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, it was great, man. I mean, it was fun. We had a great time over there. I'm glad we got it. We got it done, man. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's been in the book for a long time. And then uh, we we also spoke about your uh, your friendship with Mr. Ed Sheeran. And the next thing I know, please welcome to the stage Ed Sheeran. And that was a pretty special moment for everybody. Yeah, that was really fun, man. That was a. Uh... Quite the chaotic day for us. Oh, yeah, because your equipment didn't show up, right? Yes. So we didn't even have a guitar in the building until about 5 o'clock. So that was interesting. I bet Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it was like razor's edge of like not even be able to play kind of thing it was like that and that that would have been the worst after two years of waiting for something like that to derail it that would have just been too much we would have just played late or did paid fines or whatever we had to do at that point you know it wouldn't have mattered yeah ashley mcbride was talking to us about this as well and uh i think she kind of liked it kept her on her toes she was saying you know yeah. reminded her of the good old days did you feel that way as well yeah no i did for sure i mean but here's the thing man it's like my crew guys are so great and mm. you know they would i mean obviously i was stressed about it but sure it's not like i had any other responsibility of like oh we gotta get out there and like you know put everything together and source all this stuff like that was my guys did that for us, you know, and it was like, 
you know, it's not like I had to drive around London looking for a guitar <laughs> to play. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. don't have to go through any of that stuff. And so obviously super appreciative to those guys for making it happen. And also the folks at, at John Henry over there, man. I mean, they just truly saved the day. Yeah. John Henry is the uh, equipment renting company here in the UK. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can't even begin to explain how much they saved the day on that. So it added a little bit of extra, um, I guess, excitement, uh, you know, obviously stressful for a lot of people. And uh, but underneath all that, a little bit of excitement, which meant I mean, already it wasn't going to be a show as normal because it's been in the books for so long. But then that on top of it, it must have just kept everybody. It, it must have just raised the game a little bit. Yeah, it did. It was more like because we're such perfectionists when it comes to the set and you know, the sounds and yeah. it's stuff that I think the average fan is not going to go, well, Luke's not playing this guitar tonight. So what's going on there? And it's like things that we build up in our head that we think are maybe more important than they are, you know, but it's sure. like, it comes back to us just wanting to put on the best show and put our best foot forward, especially a show that's been delayed for two years and that's overseas, you know, for a crowd that doesn't get to see us all the time. So that was the thing that was like, it was more stressful in that sense of like, man, I really want these people to not only see what we're capable of, but get the show that we feel like they deserve, especially after waiting. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's no, you know, not not that you would ever do this, but there's literally no automatic pilot in that situation, right? Like you are, you are thinking hard, especially when it's not your instruments and all of that other stuff going on. Well, the crowd ate it up. Well, you got to think it's hard to backline a steel guitar in Nashville, which <laughs> right. is the steel guitar capital of the world. I think my steel player, Kurt, like he called Miranda Lambert's steel player and was like, do you know anyone that would have a steel guitar? Because John Henry doesn't have one. And he was like, I know one guy in London that plays steel guitar. And literally he played that guy's steel guitar, like drove it to the O2 and I guess the pedals were set up backwards. So he had to sit backstage and like learn how to play it backwards, like for the majority of the day, just to be able to, for us to even have a steel guitar. So the <laughs> fact that that even happened, was like a miracle. I mean, that's when pure talent comes into play, right? Yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, and just people helping us out. Like I said, there was so many people that helped us out or that show would have never happened, but you know, well, we got through it. It was great. I had a great time. The fans seemed to love it. Yeah, no, it was absolutely a special moment for everybody. And um, and then, you know, going back to Ed Sheeran, was that something you had planned? Did that come together at the last moment as well? Because we talked about whether you were going to see him or not. And you were like, he's pretty busy. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I never want to ask, man. You know, I'm sure. not a like, hey, man, come out. And do, because I get it. You know, like a lot of times if, you know, he had told me he was coming to the show and, I was like, because sometimes, most of the times when I go to something, it's like, I'm going something to just be a fan. I'm going there to just be a fan like everybody sure. else, you know, or whatever, and just enjoy the show and be with my friends or whatever. You know, I don't want to have to go into, you know, so-called work mode. But I was like, yeah, dude, I was like, pumped, you're coming, we're doing dive, you know, hopefully we do a justice kind of thing. And and he was like, oh, man, I'll come out if you want me to. And I was like, oh, dude, that'd be, you know, I'd be killer if you want to. I didn't want to ask, you know. So he was he was kind enough to do that, man. And it was cool. It was real, real neat to get to do that. It was very cool. It was very cool. And now we got something new to talk about because new, new album. For a while, you, you were saying you were nearing the finish line. 
with this one and and here we are and you mentioned miranda lambert earlier she makes a little appearance on the album as well yes exciting man i'm excited about people hearing this stuff i've been working on it for a long time so yeah so is this you've been working on this all over kind of lockdown and covid is it one of those or is it more recent than that yeah i mean i've probably done five or six different studio sessions um, right and then recorded a bunch of stuff just trying different things out you know experiment with different different things and this is kind of where we ended up. It's been crazy to get to this point, obviously, you know, with recording some of this stuff, you know, when COVID happened and then when we went on tour, it was like, I had to just stop doing it because it was right. like, I felt like I really couldn't give my best effort as far as giving all my mental energy to the tour. And then, Right. You know so you're I mean? not one of those that you're like do, doing a show at night and recording during the day. It's no, it's yeah. just not. Yeah, it's just not possible. Or at least be mentally like have the capacity to go, you know, how do I really sit down and be super critical of this music or of this song? Or, yeah. you know, how do I be creative enough? Because the stress of the, the tour and all the COVID stuff was just insane. Sure. Um, because no one had ever done it before. You know, no one had ever toured. There's like there's a guy you can call. <laughs> yeah, to say, hey, work? how did you tour in the last pandemic? How did that go? You know, it was like people were calling me and asking me. And I'm like, I don't know. Just got to give it a go and see what happens. Right. We we're just all kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and just, well, I think this is probably the best thing or I think this is the best thing. And a lot of that stuff changed in the course of five or six months too. I mean, there was yeah, stuff sure. at the beginning that made a lot of sense that by the end didn't make a lot of sense. And so it was crazy. Like there was always something different going on all the time. And that was like, it was stressful, but it definitely, it definitely kept us on our toes, but we got through it. And like I said, that was, that was the best tour that I've ever done and so much fun and such a challenge. Cause we're, you know, not only was the COVID stuff going on, but again, all these shows were a year and a half, two years old that people mm. had been waiting to see. We're doing 360, which we had never done before. So it was a challenge for me and the band, a challenge for the crew. And then you threw the COVID stuff on top of it. And it was just like absolute chaos pretty much every day. So, but really proud we got through it. It's definitely a lifetime accomplishment and memory that I will have for sure. Hey, speaking of touring, I see that you've added uh, some of our favorites, Cody Johnson, Morgan Wade, um, taking them out on tour. Hey, it's so exciting to see what's happened to Cody Johnson because already, you know, he had a massive fan base in, in Texas and now he's got this number one and the rest of the industry sitting up and taking notice. Super exciting about Morgan Wade because she is just such a talent. Presumably you're fans of these guys, but how involved do you get with like who you're taking out on tour? Because, you know, a lot of people can leave that to somebody else. No, it's like just me. Right. Okay. I've loved Cody for a long time. You know, it, it was funny when the first time I heard of him was my, my tour manager, Ethan was telling me about his stuff. And it was like, we just love me, me and Ethan love Ethan loves giving everybody a hard time. Um, right. But we, we especially like giving each other a hard time. So I'd always be like, Oh man, you love this guy, man. You're so into this dude, Cody Johnson, man. You're such a fan. Why don't you go work for him kind of thing. And <laughs> we would always joke about it. And man, I just met him and he was like, just the most awesome dude. He's so authentic and he's such a great singer and he's a great songwriter. And he loves good songs and he puts on a great show. And we've done a ton of songs, excuse me, a ton of dates with those guys and, my crew and their crew just gets along so well. And I think our fan bases are, are pretty similar in a lot of ways. And yeah. it's just a joy to be out there with somebody that you 
you don't have to worry about, you don't have to wonder if their, their show is going to be good or you know, yeah, if they're, they're going to connect with the audience. Right. Yeah. It's like the guy just gets it, man. And I think he's just on the way to the stratosphere, man. And I'm just, I'm just proud to know him. And I'm, I'm a big fan of, of all of his music too. Yeah, he's fantastic. And his number one, I mean, it was so great when that happened. And and Morgan Wade, I mean, she's, you know, she's just feels like she's came out of nowhere and just went straight to the top. I mean, a lot of the things that you said about about Cody Johnson in terms of, you know, being authentic and writing great songs and being a great performer. I mean, that also seems to apply to Morgan Wade. When did you first hear her? Do you remember? I heard her probably a year and a half ago or so. Right. Um, we're both at Sony. Uh, I think she was there for C to C. Yeah, believe, she was. Yeah, but she was on a different different day than yeah. us and stuff. And but no, I look forward to having her out. Uh, you know, big fan of her her songwriting and her voice and stuff. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's a good fit. We'll see. It'll be fun. I, th- I think it will be. Who was supporting you when you were kind of in that position? You know, just starting out. Who who do you remember your first big support gig? Yeah, I mean, it was Brantley Gilbert was oh, the okay. first big thing that I got. And man, I'm such a huge fan of his. When I was in college, man, he was just absolutely, you know, on top of the world. And it was just, you know, I was covering his stuff all the time at, at shows and bar gigs and, you know, around North Carolina. And when I moved to town and finally got, you know, signed my record deal and, you know, this one's for you was was just coming out and, that was our first like real tour that was like an arena tour, you know, like where there was buses and all this craziness was going on. And it was just awesome, man. And he was so great to me and so great to my guys and just definitely forever, forever grateful for that tour, man. That tour just, I mean, it was, like I said, it was a, it was a first for everybody that was out with us from our crew to the band, to myself, we had a really great time and we, we loved those guys, got along with them super great. And so, yeah, I, I OBG big time for that one, man. And that was, that was a really important time. Speaking of touring, um, everybody was like, you got to ask him when he's coming back to the UK. I mean, obviously we get you over here for big old things like C2C and, and, and the rest of it, but um, ever any plans to kind of have a proper UK wide tour? Definitely, man. That's definitely on the agenda for us. We love going over there, man, and everybody's just been so great to us over there. Uh, the fans are awesome. You know, they know every word to every song, which is so cool. And it's just a it's just a neat experience. And you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, but it's hard to tour over there. It's way different than touring here. Do you mean financially? Do you mean kind of on your on your band? I mean, I think it's like I think it's more the logistics right. of you know getting everything there. And then you got to think, you know, if you do, especially the C to C thing, because you're, it's three, three shows in a row and you're in a different country yeah. every night. So all your gear has to go through customs. I mean, we talked about it earlier. All of my gear got stuck Yeah, and never even made it to London. So, and that could happen, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, but you know, you can do it now. <laughs> oh, it can be done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no doubt it can be done. Even without your guitar. Yes. And, uh, but it's, yeah, it's definitely something that we're going to do. Um, and it's definitely something that's, that's on the top of the agenda and that we're planning actively right now. So we will be back as soon as we can get that planned. Well, in the meantime, we've got this, this new album. How do you whittle down the songs for something like this? Cause you, I mean, you seem like a pretty prolific guy and I know, you know, I've spoken to loads of other artists like Billy Strings and all the rest that write with you. And you talk about how many we've been playing Ray Fulcher and obviously he's an old 
collab of yours as well. Um, presumably, you've got just like this bank of songs sitting somewhere. You know, do you find it difficult to whittle them down? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. I mean, it could change. You know, I think, you know, I'm one of those guys that I could look at it every day and, and change the track list of it every day and not, you know, feel like it's right or, you know, never feel like it's perfect. But eventually right. you have to come to a decision, which can be the hardest thing. You know, I've written all these songs, so I do like all of them, you know, for them to have made it this far, especially in the to have made it into the studio and actually been recorded. Obviously, you like all those songs, you know, you're not recording anything that you don't believe in or don't feel like people are going to like. So it does get difficult when you have to make those decisions. Um, but it's one of those things you got to do. And, and eventually you you come to a decision and, and you decide that it's you know, it's time to finalize it. Yeah. And the the Miranda song, did you guys know each other well before that? We, that- we didn't really. Okay. So was it your idea? Was it her idea? It was, I mean, I think it was, um, you know, mutual idea. You right, know, it's yeah. just kind of like had seen each other and at things. And, you know, I was obviously doing some big stuff before COVID happened. And, and so it was one of those things where it was like, I always looked up to her as a songwriter, you know, and it was like we event we had the managers you know figure out a date for us to be able to, to you know that where we were both open to write and uh you know we went in i went I think i went to her manager's office we wrote there and had this idea i had written the day before with my buddy dan and we had come up with this idea that we pitched to the person that we were writing with that day and they ended up not biting on that idea and so we were kind of talking, what do we want to write? And I had thrown out this title that me and Dan had kind of come up with together. And I told her, I was like, Hey, I was like, honestly, you know, me and my buddy came up with this idea yesterday and I would feel a little uncomfortable writing it just me and you, because I would feel like I was kind of, you know, we came up with the idea together really, you know? So I would feel kind of wrong, like writing it and then calling him been like, Hey man, I wrote that idea that we had together with, (laughs) with Miranda Lambert, you know? So I called him and was like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this thing. So he lives about an hour from town. And so he drove into town and by the time he got there, we already had the chorus of this song, which was a completely different idea than the one that we were planning on writing. So uh, I think Dan owes me one for that one because he ended up getting on, ended up getting on the song anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the album's coming out on the 24th of June. Just before I let you go, uh, we talked about it before, but it must be feeling very real now, fatherhood. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting close. Yeah. It's it's right around the corner. And, and do you have everything you need? Do you, do you already have like a, do you have a football jersey? Uh, in size zero laid out you got yeah, it all happening. we got it all we got everything ready to go man i mean we still got you know i still got some some stuff to to put together what like a crib or something some dressers and stuff no cribs put together cribs okay. put together but i still got some stuff to some stuff to do um but but yeah for the most part man we're we're ready to roll on this thing and you you as excited as ever for it are you getting a bit nervous oh definitely man i'm definitely nervous i'm excited (laughs) but i'm definitely nervous too you know i mean i think if you're not nervous you're you're doing something wrong you know yeah that's probably the best combination to be uh well listen best of luck with it all uh new album 24th of june luke combs we can't wait to see you back over here come in and see us when you're back over absolutely appreciate it bud all right take care bye take it easy see ya The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. 
Oh, it was so great to catch up with Luke and talk about his trip to the UK and, of course, the brilliant new album, Growing Up. I just love it. Remember, if you love hearing the biggest and best country stars from across the pond in Nashville, then make sure you're subscribed to the Country Music Talk podcast right here from Absolute Radio Country. We've got new episodes dropping all the time, so you're not going to want to miss a moment. In the meantime, make sure you're following us on social media channels for the latest from the world of country music and news on exciting competitions, too. We're at AR Country on Twitter and at Absolute Radio Country on Instagram. So until next time, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 